Welcome to the Examine Podcast, where we have real and raw conversations about porn and purity. Brought to you by TripleXChurch.com. Here's your host, Brittany De La Mora. Hi, and thanks so much for tuning in to Examine Real and Raw Conversations about porn and purity. I'm Brittany Delamora, and today I'm so excited for the guest that we have. She has been a mentor and a dear friend to my life for about the last seven years. I can confidently say that I wouldn't be half the woman that I am today if it weren't for her mentorship and her encouragement. And so I'm so excited for her to get to share her story with you today. Cynthia, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So in your life, you got to practice something that a lot of people don't know this about me, but I actually wanted to do what you did. And what you did was you waited to have sex until marriage. Now, this was something that I obviously was not able to do, but you did. So what was that journey and what was that process like for you? How did you do it? Why did you do it? Well, it definitely helped. My grandfather was a first generation pastor and he was radically saved. Uh, By the time I was four, we had our family church. So growing up, it was just so embedded in me that I needed to wait until I was married to have sex because that was the right thing to do. That's what God says. That's what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. So I never thought twice. It was just very natural for me. Mm -hmm. Was that something like you really believed it with a passion or were you doing it like to please anybody other than God? Like, was it like, I want to please my grandparents or? It was definitely not based on a personal faith that I had Mm -hmm. with Jesus. Mm -hmm. I had kind of a twisted view of God growing up because of things that happened in my childhood. So it was actually very complex in a way Mm -hmm. I viewed God that you know my belief was actually that if I got if I had sex for the first time that would be the time I would either catch an STD or end up pregnant or be struck by lightning just something that would be so unfortunate that everyone would just know (laughs) oh my gosh she had sex (laughs) and so that definitely kept me on the right track but you know, there is a there is a point in time where you have to uh, decide for yourself mm-hmm. if you're going to follow Jesus and what those reasons are. And for so long, I didn't have the right foundation, so it became mm-hmm. a challenge. Got it. And what were some of the challenges that you faced when, you know, trying to walk out purity? Because obviously there's a lot of peer pressure and, you know, the media and social media and all this stuff. Like, what were some of the pressures that you faced? Well, thankfully, there was no social media when I was a teen. Uh, I think it was actually easier for me to not to succumb to any pressure as a teen because uh, funny enough in school, especially high school, I looked around and there wasn't any guys that I actually was super attracted to. I mean, there was attractive guys, but not anyone that I ever considered that could be husband material. Mm -hmm. I don't know really where that thought came from or why I was thinking and like so much advanced you know, just this idea of who I'm going to marry and have it all figured out. Mm -hmm. So in high school, it was very easy. I just knew I needed to get through it. I needed to get to college. And then in my perfect world, we'd meet in college because he'd be smart and kind and all these amazing things. We'd be married by 25. We'd have our baby by 26, (laughs) 27. Everything would be perfect. It didn't happen that way. So I would say until I was in, I was graduating college. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a serious boyfriend at the time. I was 22, and that's when the pressure started to set in. Mm-hmm. And when I was a young adult, it was a lot of my bad choices yeah. that complicated and mm-hmm. created more challenges for for my 
for my own life because I was dating guys that I should have never dated. Yeah. They were not Christian and I had every intention not to actually marry a Christian. So Really? Yes. Why? Um, you know, quite often my experiences were or I should say my prayer was, God, why can't I find a normal Christian guy? Yeah. Why is it so hard? But why is it that all the non-Christians are just so like easygoing and relatable? I just wanted to really have that best friend that we could talk about, whether it was sports or have deep conversations. And ideally, yes, talk about God because that was such a big part of my life. Mm -hmm. But I just couldn't find that. And I'm actually very grateful because had mm -hmm. I found that sooner than I met my husband, mm -hmm. then my story would not have maybe unfolded. Um, so we all have like a desire, a sexual desire. I believe that it is definitely God given. Mm -hmm. and. Um, sex is meant to be a beautiful thing in the marriage bedroom and um, but you waited until marriage <laughs> so how were you able to manage that desire because what how old were you when you got married I was 27 27 so for 27 years I mean obviously you know yeah when you're a child <laughs> you don't have to manage that when you're two years old you don't have to manage that but how did you manage that desire for so many years who you're around it really does make an impact. Mm -hmm. And we try to downplay that, but it's looking back, I realized how much extra pressure I felt that I needed to be married by the time I was 25. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was being set up with guys that were almost twice my age just wow. because they thought, Cynthia, you're being picky and you know, are you ever gonna get married and you're just gonna be 40 years old? There's nothing wrong with being 40 and not married, yeah. by the way. But they were just painting this picture for me that it just caused more fear because the thing is, is that I had my own doubts. Yeah. I had my own fears. I had my own struggles in my own faith. And mm -hmm. I didn't have that real, I would say encounter that solidified my faith in Jesus at that time mm -hmm. yet. So I was just trying to hang on to the faith of my grandparents, to right. the faith of my parents. And you can't live like that. Yeah. And so, one of the almost breaking points in my life because it was a struggle and yes i was you know i remained a virgin until i was married but there was a point in time it was actually the guy i dated right before i met my husband which actually still makes me shudder and cringe a little bit to realize how close i was and the fact is the the battle almost intensified the closer i was to meeting my husband yeah so i had decided this one day when i was dating this guy you know what you know, God, I understand that you say don't have sex until you're married, but I didn't understand the why behind it. And again, mm -hmm. my perspective of God was so skewed. So it was this point in time where I had just decided in my heart that I was just going to have sex. What's mm -hmm. the big deal? Mm -hmm. I don't see what the danger, the harm is. And I just, it just didn't really click for me at that point. So the night that we went on a date, I was already deciding, okay, this is how it's going to happen. I had it all strategically planned. But suddenly, before I acted out on anything or said anything, I heard the Holy Spirit. I heard him say so clearly, if you do this, you will lose your birthright. I didn't even know what that meant until years later, quite honestly. I didn't realize that the birthright is actually spoken about in the Bible mm -hmm. when Esau sold his birthright to Jacob yeah. and then he regretted it. And the reason he sold it and regret is because he didn't understand the value of it until it was gone. So good. And so that's what God was warning me yeah. about. And 
it was just his grace and mercy because he saw my heart for all these years. Mm -hmm. I was stumbling in my own faith. I didn't understand things. I wish things were explained to me differently, um, but he knew that I was really trying. And so he met me where I was at. And yeah. I believe he had to speak to me quite loud and clear because he knew that my heart was always for him. And so a holy fear came over me is the best yeah. way I can describe it. Because again, it just stopped me in my tracks. Yeah. And I realized I don't even know what this means, but the thoughts that proceeded were, what if everything that I've been waiting for just goes out the window? Yeah, wow. What if, this doesn't turn out like I'm thinking it's going to. And what if, what if I have to live with regret and war? Or what if I just forfeit my husband because of this moment? Yeah. And that's when I kind of became more sober-minded, mm -hmm. and I was so grateful. Yeah. And I think oftentimes, like you said, like what if I regret it? Every person, almost every <laughs> woman that I know we regret the first time like i look back like Brittany, what the heck like <laughs> what were you thinking you know and and there is so much regret because oftentimes people do give themselves away um whether it be out of like the frustration of waiting or out of those teenage hormones which yeah. was my case or peer pressure and so then you give yourself away and and you end up like regretting that first person that you gave yourself to and of course we all think oh but we're gonna get married one day i was 15. he is the love of my life no, he's not the love of your life. That is called your hormones. Okay. <laughs> so true. It's so true. So for you, you waited and now you're married. Was the wait worth it? A hundred percent, yes. Why? I didn't realize until my faith really grew in a foundation of the Bible and just more Jesus encounters is the only way I can describe it, that what I would learn is that he was protecting me, just like I would protect my son. If we go out in the front yard and I tell my son, don't cross the street unless mom's with you or mm -hmm. someone else is with you. I'm not doing that because I'm trying to keep him from having fun. Mm -hmm. I'm doing that because I love him. Yeah. And my love pales in comparison for God's love for me right. or even my son. And so that was one of the things where I just, Looking back, I'm so grateful because I didn't open up any extra doors that I needed to mm -hmm. for Satan to come in and wreak havoc in my life. Mm -hmm. And really every day, we have an opportunity to either agree with God or agree with the devil, mm -hmm. but there's no in between. Yeah. And whoever you're making that contract with, mm -hmm. well then you can't be surprised about the consequences. Right. And the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Yeah. He's all about taking. And I thought about this, I'm like, isn't it interesting that when a girl loses her virginity, she says she lost it. Yes. God is not about losing, God is about giving, but Come the on. enemy wants to take. Mm -hmm. And yet when you wait and you give your husband or back and forth, it could be vice versa, mm -hmm. you give them a gift. Yes. And so it so aligns with God's word. And just the, of course, the protection from STDs, of yeah. course, the protection from unwanted pregnancies, even though no child is unwanted, God knows all the plans that he has for every child and whether planned or not planned. However, he was saving me and he knew that, he knew my heart's desires and he knew that if I were just to trust him, yeah. and that's really what it comes down to, is whether or not we're gonna trust God. And the pain of patience is far less than the pain of regret. Right, that is so good. 
What a great, like I never thought about it in that way. The giving and the losing, that's beautiful. But I love too that God is the restorer. And so yes. when we do lose our virginity or you know we've lost something that God can restore that and give that back. He did that in my life where I was with multiple men and God gave me the opportunity to walk in purity. And I really feel like, you know, he... There, that was a choice that I wanted to make when I was like 13 or 14 years old, that I wanted to be pure, I wanted to be a virgin until marriage, and then here I am at like 26 years old and God's given me the second chance where it's like, now you can wait for your husband. And it was something that just became so much more exciting where it's when you're gonna lose your virginity, it's like almost like it's a fearful thing. Like, oh my gosh, you know, is it, am I gonna do it right? This, that, like, yes. I remember calling my friends, how do you do, you know? But when it's like in a marriage and you are giving yourself away, it's like more of just such an excitement and such a thrill, yes. and it and it becomes something that is is it's exciting. Like I, there's no other word for me but exciting. And it's safe, mm -hmm. and you can experiment with your husband and not feel or wife and not feel judged or full of shame yeah. afterwards yeah. because it is a moment and God intended it to be so sacred mm -hmm. and such a life giving and quite literally because we can create children, other humans this way, that that's, that's his intention behind mm -hmm. it. Yes. But you're right, even if you don't wait and you messed up or you wish you can go back, the thing is with Jesus, and you're an amazing example of this, is that God makes all things new. Yes, yes he does. So what would you say to a woman who's out there and she wants to practice purity uh, and maybe just because of the everyday pressures of life or whatever it may be, she's struggling to do so? It's so worth the wait. And I actually read this book that I shared with a woman's group of mine at the time and it's called Hooked and it's written by two doctors and it's, it basically talks about how casual sex is affecting our kids and it talks about what happens to our mind, what happens to our body, how the mind works, mm -hmm. and the soul ties that occur when you're intimate before marriage, and, and just really the, the whys mm -hmm. behind what God is trying to warn us about to begin with. Yeah. So I would encourage the woman to wait. I know so many girls when I was in high school, and one in particular, she told me, Cynthia, be as pure as long as you can. And uh -huh. this girl had gone through so much. She had an abortion. She had so many things that happened. And there was something about me that she saw that she wished she had. Yes. Yeah. And I think we all do, especially when we're dealing with the pain of shame and the pain of regret. Yes. We wish we could have done things differently, you know, and you were able to walk that out. And that's why I love having you here because <laughs> I'm like, you have such a unique story nowadays. Like this was God's design but we've just twisted it, perverted it, and chose like not to walk in it anymore. So a woman's dating a man, she wants to stay pure. How far is too far when it comes to dating? I would say that the rule of thumb is that if you think it's too far, then it's probably too far. Yeah. And I always encourage women to play it safe. Even kissing can be seen as harmless. Yeah. But the thing is, if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, if you just want to be seen or loved or heard and mm -hmm. valued, that's not how it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. That The only true giver of that is Jesus. Yeah. And even when you're married, your mm -hmm. husband does not complete you. Right. So, you know, aside from playing it safe is the fact that you're until you're married to the person, they are still 
you know, potentially someone else's spouse. Yes. And what if we just respected each other more mm -hmm. and we just treated that person that we're dating like they are someone else's spouse until we actually walk down the aisle. Yeah, that's that's a way to walk with like a holy kind of a conviction. <laughs> yes. It's like, this might not be my spouse. <laughs> right? And would you want some other woman all over your husband? No. I mean, wouldn't you be so grateful that they yeah. would respect him? And, and I think also, if you run across them later in life, mm -hmm. you can avoid a lot of awkwardness. Yeah. And I think too, that's true. You can definitely avoid the awkwardness. And then I think like, that's the reason why so many people do things that they later regret is because you always view that person as like we're gonna be together forever yes. you know but if that was the case I'd be married to my 15 or 16 year old boyfriend <laughs> yes. and I'm so glad that I'm not because I love my husband like crazy there's no one better out there for me than him um, what if somebody is like they're practicing sexual purity but they're watching porn in order to abstain from sex where do you stand with that well porn is just an open door for the enemy to come in your life and wreak havoc. Mm -hmm. And Jesus says that if we were to look at a man or woman lustfully, then we've already committed adultery. And it's about the heart. Mm -hmm. And what we watch is every, it, we're intaking everything. Right. What we listen to, what we're watching, it's, it's being stored somewhere. Mm -hmm. And then later, you know, when people are surprised, like, I can't believe I just did this, or I can't believe I did that. but what have you been doing before that moment happened? Right, what right. have you been listening to? What have you been speaking out yeah, loud? That's good. That's so good. Yeah, we absolutely have to watch like what we allow in us because what we allow in us is eventually going to come out of us. And so when we choose to, you know, watch pornography or if we're just starting to dabble in it, know that you're going to start to view humans much differently. Um, you know, porn is a fantasy and then you're going to try to now take that whether into your relationship or into your marriage. And so it's definitely something that begins to affect every area of your life. It doesn't just affect you and it doesn't just give you maybe a moment of gratification. It literally changes the way that you view people because it like, like the Bible says that out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. But I believe also that out of the overflow of the heart, the eyes see, yes. you know, and so you'll start to see things that you didn't used to notice. And I know like that was a process for me because being in the porn industry, like I battled heavily with lust. And so when I first became a Christian, I remember going like, don't look at that pastor that way. Don't look at that preacher that way. He might be cute, but girl, cover your eyes. Like he's a married man, you know? And I had to go through that process of like Jesus literally like taking me into being that new creation that he called me to be where I could see out of the eyes of purity versus the eyes of lust. And so when you open that door, know that when you start to feel uncomfortable with that door that you've opened, it's a process yes. to get that door closed. Yes. So could you look into that camera and just encourage the woman who maybe she's been battling with some shame, um, she's had a difficult past, hasn't maybe lived the life that she desired, she's regretful. Could you just encourage her in the Lord? Yes. I just encourage you that you would know your value and your worth. and. One of my favorite things about Brittany's testimony is being able to have seen firsthand Jesus do 
that very thing in her life. God is such a good and loving father and it's his loving kindness that brings people to repentance. There was a moment I had with my son who was three at the time and he was having a bit of a tantrum and he wasn't being such a great boy and he knew it so he went into timeout and before we had a talk he raised his hand and he said, Mom, we need to pray. I need to ask Jesus to forgive me because I wasn't behaving. And in that moment, it took everything for me not to fall apart because I was so moved by his heart and his genuine repentance for what he did. He knew what he did that was wrong and he was so sorry. And if I would forgive my son and I'm just a mom, I'm not God, then how much more does Jesus love you? And the answer is far more than a mother could ever love her child. And we know that a mother's love is fierce. And so I would encourage you that if you have known Jesus and maybe you walked away, well, you know the story of the prodigal son and the father was so willing to take the son back and didn't question him, didn't bring a bring up the past of shame or anything. He just embraced him wholeheartedly. So I would encourage you, if you can hear the sound of my voice and you're listening to this today, then you have a chance because you're not six feet under. And so God has given you yet another opportunity to return to him. And if you've never met Jesus, then I want to tell you about him. Aside from everything else you might have heard, I hope that you take this away, is that God loves you and he sees you and he's pursuing you and it's not a mistake that you're watching this right now this very moment and if you want to receive jesus in your heart then all you have to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that jesus is the son of god that he came to earth he died and he resurrected he died for you and me so we would have a chance to live with him forever and we would have an opportunity to have a relationship with the father so if god has done this thing for me and he's done so much for me as you've heard my story he's spoken to me in ways that there's no way i can deny that it was him i know he'll speak to you he's just waiting for you to surrender and to choose him it's really up to you come on girl and that is why <laughs> i'm so grateful that god chose you to be my mentor because you just carry so much love and so much grace and you know your encouragement has led me so far in life and I'm so grateful for you um, I know that now you have an incredible website and you're doing mentorship and you've opened that up to other women which I am so in agreement with and I know that so many women are going to be touched by you so why don't you tell us a little bit about what you are doing now so I just launched her mentor which is basically online life coaching, I guess you could say. I'm really coming alongside of women. My whole mission is that women would live their purpose, find their voice, live boldly and in freedom. And this website is just another outlet of what I've been doing my whole life pretty much is coming alongside of women. When I was a young teen, I, I heard God's voice tell me that I needed to be the kind of woman that I wish I had in my life. Yes. And it was something that I held on to up until this point in time. And I don't plan to stop anytime soon because coming alongside the women, seeing people come alive and fulfilling their God-given purpose, it doesn't have to be this big thing. It's just in the everyday. Yeah. And that's what I love because imagine if we all could just feel that fulfillment in our day to day, mm -hmm. whether you're having a peak of a moment in life or you're in the valley, but you just have this unshakable, 
feeling that someone's there for you, mm -hmm. aside from God, of course, right. but someone else would yeah. come alongside of you, believe in you, and that's what I'm doing with these women is really showing them that I care, I care about them, I care about what happens to them. And so many people just want to be loved and accepted. Yes. And they haven't had a perfect childhood or mm -hmm. they've struggled or they've had betrayals and they've had unthinkable things happen to them. And if we could just rally around those people. Yeah. and. One of the things that I remember, I had a dream years ago and God told me, the enemy cannot hold you captive where you set others free. Yes. I and that. I knew that that was a word for me in that yeah. time because I was facing so many things. And I thought, you know what? If the enemy's kicking me down, then I know the best revenge for him. It's not to focus on him, but to reach out my hand and pick up every single person, women or male, that come along my way, even children, and help raise them up mm -hmm. so that they can see themselves in the image of God and come who on. they are, yeah. and that God loves them, and that they're created by him, for him, and to spread light in this world, and that's what I'm set to do. So where can people sign up for your mentorship? They can find me, it's my name, so it's CynthiaMaselli.com. The Her Mentor is that life coaching program for women. I'm writing blogs, I'm gonna be releasing a lot more things coming up, so I'd be excited to connect with everyone there. Awesome, and I'm super excited for all the women you're gonna impact because you have significantly and greatly impacted my life, and so I am forever grateful for you. You will always have a huge place in my heart, and thank you so much for being a part of Examine Real and Raw Conversations about Porn and Purity. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Examine Podcast. Head on over to triplexchurch.com for more information on all things porn and purity. And make sure to check out the hashtag Examine Podcast on social media to connect with Brittany and to continue having real and raw conversations about porn and purity.